Today's Torah reading, I want to read Deuteronomy 8 and give some commentary at the end because I think it's relevant to what we're going through as the body of Messiah. I, this is written to Deuteronomy 8 to the children of Israel. And what I have to say is to the uh, body of Messiah because um, the Yeshua was very clear that if you don't know the Lord, then the uh, wrath of God abides, lives within you. And so when people get saved, suddenly they feel free because God's no longer putting wrath on them. So I think what Deuteronomy has to say specifically to the children of Israel. Um, Deuteronomy 8, all the commandments. Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting in verse 1. All the commandments that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you go be hungry and fed you with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Thus you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was dis disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, um, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without scarcity, in which you will lack, not lack anything, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord, your God, for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and statutes which I am commanding you today. Otherwise, when you have eaten and are satisfied and have built good houses and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold multiply and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. <coughs> He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. Remember that, he deliberate, the Lord deliberately led them through those. He brought water for you out of the rock of Flint. In the wilderness he fed you manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Otherwise you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. 
But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. You shall, it shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you, shall surely, you will surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so you shall perish, because you would not listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Some comments, um, commentary, where the Lord said in verse 1 to be careful to observe. Uh, Paul was very clear that it's not possible for us to live 100% according to the law, so we need the grace of God. But we need to remember that the Lord led the children of Israel through these 40 years to humble the children of Israel and to test us to know what was in our, their heart. And you need to remember, we need to remember that God already knows what's in our hearts. So what he wants to do is for us to see what's in our hearts. And I think that's why he leads us through hard times because it brings to the surface what we really believe or when we suddenly face with circumstances that we can't handle what is our first response. So the question is, in these last uh, 18 months, year and a half, what we are seeing is, in my opinion, is it truly what we're seeing, what is truly in our hearts as believers with all the fighting and complaining and arguing and the debating over debatable issues and the conspiracies, are we truly seeing followers of Yeshua as they truly are when under pressure? So it leads us to several questions. Maybe we aren't nearly as mature as believers as we thought we were. And there's a revelation to that when we realize that we've got a ways to go. In Yeshua, in John 2.25, said, paraphrasing, that Yeshua wouldn't entrust himself to people because Yeshua knew what was in man. And so when people are led through hard times, we're seeing an outward expression of what we truly believe, and I'm including myself. In verse 3, it says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So the question is, Maybe this is not a metaphor or a word picture, but this is actually what God meant. We're to seek first the kingdom of God and God alone, and everything else will be added unto us. And I have to honestly say, in the last year and a half, I spent way too much time listening to the news, as Dave and I were talking about, and so I've realized that I haven't been listening to God's word alone. I've been taking the word of man as to what reality is. And that's not what we're supposed to be. In verse 5, it says, As a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Are we going through a time of chastening as the children of God, as the body of Messiah? Not as a nation, because as a nation, we're, we would be under judgment, because unbelievers have the wrath of God on them, but believers will be chastened. The there's a big difference in the ultimate outcome. Um, and as it said in the rest of the chapter, when we are blessed, some people take the latter part of verse 8 and said, see, God has given us 
the power to be, become prosperous. And so they run with it and create this whole philosophy out of whole cloth, when in fact, in context, that's not what the scripture says. It says to the children of Israel, when he prospered them, and these promises are to the children of Israel, not to the body of Messiah. Um, that we need, the, the, in context, the scriptures are talking about that if we come under prosperity, or we, we get blessed by prosperity, whatever that means, we need to remember where this prosperity comes from, that it's a gift from God. That it's God who gives us the power to be wealthy or prosperous or whatever, and not our works. And we need to remember Yeshua heard, Yeshua was God in the flesh. He heard from the Father perfectly. He was a perfect man, but yet he was not in the, any worldly sense a prosperous person. But he lived by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And if um, also God said that if we, in verse 19, it says, it shall come about if you forever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you today that you will surely perish. So the question we have to ask ourselves when we take scriptures out of context and we emphasize certain aspects of Yeshua and ignore things, our, the question is, are you inventing a God of your own imagination? And if that's the case, then you can very easily come under the judgment of God because you're actually not worshiping Yeshua, you're worshiping a God you made up in your own mind. Amen.